0: And welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. there's your boy Crazy Crockett, aka Yeah, that's me, Andre from the Midwest. Yeah, it's me. So today I'm going to talk about Father's Day, and I don't have kids, and I have a different perspective of of my personality and my uh, way of th- thinking of itself. Uh, basically, I was, you know, I. Didn't have any confidence as a person, as a younger person, to actually ap- approach the opposite sex. So I kind of gave up on that dream way too young. And, but I'm not angry about it. I'm kind of contempt thinking about it. I don't really, th- you know, don't have the need to prove to myself or to anyone else that I can have a kid or I should have kids. I think one thing I really th- think the the reason why I never had kids or never decided to have kids is somewhat kind of goes a hand about being confident and being around the opposite sex, but also understanding that that because I was abandoned and because I was kind of left to, to die and I was kind of saved by people in the apartment complex. And they sent me to an orphanage. So when I was in the orphanage, I had no concept of who I was. I knew I existed, but I knew that I was nobody. And I didn't have that train of thought to even know that what that meant. And and when I was adopted, that's the first time in my life that I had parents. And And I think... The part of the problem that I, the reason why I gave up on having my dreams as kid or having kids, is because I train my idea my thoughts that one there's not going to be any woman that wants to have kids with me. Two, I'm never going to have enough money to take care of my kids. And three, how how would I be able to take care of my any of my kids? by myself if I didn't have a spouse for a couple hours if my wife went out about shopping or any type of idea where she might want to just go with her friends or family and and I think part of that reason was that I never have that faith in taking care of uh, any of my uh, offspring is because I actually don't think that if my parents, if my birth parents, can't really take care of me, how would I be able to take care of myself and other people, or the small kids in itself? So when I was in Colombia, and I was adopted, I remember there's a a, a French family who were uh, thinking about adopting me. I spent uh, a day with them. Uh, they picked me up and they. Uh, took me around medellin colombia and and we went out to eat we had dinner we had whatever meal that they planned to, f- to feed me and i remember i was in the hotel with them and i would must have been in a family room and they must have been in somewhere in the kitchen or something and i remember that I spaced out and I started to knob my head left to right. And so I would lose some form of consciousness or like my subconscious would take into effect. So I would space out by having my head be knobbing back and forth and back and forth. And I I remember when I tranced out of that, uh, position i remember that the parents that who were going to adopt me from france they looked at me like there was something really de- uh developing r- development wrong with me and i th- i think what happened was that the doctors that my parents talked to and the psychiatrists that my parents talked to thought that I would go into a trance of a mental trance by myself and not my head left and right and and space out because it was a form of comfort it's a form of a of the way that I would comfort myself because as a person who was abandoned or children who were abandoned they have a form of a way of Comforting themselves. So my way was space now. Knobbing my head left and right. Uh, looking really like I was mentally uh, disabled. Or mentally retarded. And I like to use the word retarded. Because it it gives a good uh, illustration. Of, what's, of what a mentally retarded person looks like. They're not; they're they're conscious, and their subconscious isn't really there. And you don't know if they are actually coherent of their own existence. Along with you, don't know they see you around them as as a as a person who exists. So when I would go into these these, uh, these two and a half minute trance. I would lose my mind. It was almost like I was spacing out, I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. Or I would use that as a, a point of using some form of imagination or some form of 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 in a delusional world that I would fall into. And and I remember when they decided to bring me back to the orphanage. And I knew it was never going to be a good fit because I ran w- I ran away from them when they dropped me off. And I don't know if they ever did something to me or they said something to me to a point where I didn't feel comfortable with them. But saying that, it was a good thing because then I understood that they weren't the parents for me. and so the parents that did adopt me they showed up maybe two or three months sometime in the timeline and when when i met my parents i felt very comfortable i felt like i was normal I felt like i was accepted uh, i never had a conscious thought of having parents and and that's something that a lot of people, a lot of kids who are in the orphanage or in some form of foster care at the time of their infant, they don't actually think about having parents, or they do not even even think about not having uh, or knowing that they don't have parents and understanding that they that they're by themselves. So, I didn't really understand that other people had parents, and other people had family and other people had each other and Because I didn't understand that, I had no reason to to miss the idea of not having parents at all. But when my parents did adopt adopt me, I felt really happy happy, really rewarded um I remember these two old ladies would take care of me in Columbia for a couple of days and take me away from the orphanage. And basically, I think they did that because that's what they do otherwise. They would take kids into their home and and maybe some form development them into proper human beings so that they could be adopted. I'm not really sure why, they, why these two old ladies had kids in their house. But I remember when my, when I was going to be adopted, those two old ladies told me that I was going to America. And when I was going to America, I was really sad because the only thing I ever knew was, was these two old ladies and then the orphanage. But looking back on it, I'm I'm happy that I did go, and that that I did become adopted. And one of the things that I learned that I did not know what how to do was go to the bathroom, in the toilet, or hold my fecal matter until I went to the toilet, or even I would even pee my own pants. And I don't know if I pee my own pants in Colombia because that would be a way for me to get attention from the nurse, from the nuns or from all the people that would change me and You must remember I'm about four and a half five years old when I'm still doing this type of behavior but in at the time when I was five years old i was I was still pooping my pants and I was still peeing my pants. And I don't know if I didn't want to listen to the old ladies or the to the nuns or anyone out there in the orphanage. But when I came to America, I remember that's the first time that a male influence taught me what I'm doing is incorrect. And I remember the only time that he really spanked me, my adoptive father, was the time when I had to go to the bathroom, and he knew I had to go to the bathroom, and we were about right about where the toilet was, and and he had my pants down to to, to throw me on the toilet, and I still pooped my pants, and come to think about it, that's the first time that I can remember any type of any type of. Of discipline by a man in my life, and I remember when I when he did spank me. That was the last time that I would ever put my pants. And th- th- it was something that I, that a lot of people don't understand that that's one of those elements of of why fathers are important. Not to be, like, spanked by their father and just, like, show fear in their children. Because that's not what I got out of it. What it was is that he taught me to think. Just to think. He didn't teach me how to think. He taught me to think. He taught me, like, you cannot do that. You're you're too old to do that. You did that just to find a way to get attention from for, from somebody, from anybody, or from myself, so that they would come back to change your diaper. And I wonder, and I wonder when I was in the orphanage, that I put my pants, and I remember the nuns used to get really mad, and they really spanked the living crap out of me. But I must have blocked that out, because... When I came to America, there were a couple of little black and blue marks on my rear rear end, on my butt. And no one really taught me to think. I was was a mute in Colombia. I didn't speak. I had very low vocabulary. I had very low uh, attention span. I had very low of... Of any type of uh connection, a mental or physical connection to anybody, and that was something that I always wondered if that's why I never learned how to go to the restroom correctly because everything that I did was wrong, so in in Colombia, everything I did was not a good thing. I was treated like an imbecile or something like a mentally retarded child and no one could ever communicate with me in a proper way and I don't know what exactly clicked in my mind when my father and my mother in America adopted me. I don't know why I responded to them so much better than any other nuns or the sisters in 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 Colombia, and i think that i think one thing was that when i did something correct i would get rewarded not just a high five not just like oh you're the best or you're the greatest it was like good job it was something that was really just simple and that's something that people in Need to realize that's why fathers are good for. It. They're not. They're not some way supposed to be all hands on and touchy with the with the kids. There's supposed to be kind of a unspoken respect to your to your father, and there's some form of compassion and some form of of discipline and some form of happiness all put together without being over exaggerated of feeling so for example my father would not get over mad about something that i did wrong he would just question my behavior by asking me a simple question why if i did something good and it would be simple, like homework, or it'd be something I did at school or something I did at home, or I had chores if I did a good job he he would compliment me, and that's something that's very simple that a lot of times people don't understand that's basically what fathers are supposed to do and I would actually really question anybody that says like single women." Who says what? Well, I can be the father and their and their mother. I can do all the stuff that they want that men can do with their children. But that's something that's I would question that. There's some things that only women are allowed to, not to allow to do. But there's only certain things that women are able to do. Is be more sympathetic, more touchy, more feely, more like. More physical love, like hugs and kisses, and that type of ordeal. And for me, that worked very well when my adoptive mother until I was to a certain age. And I think that was because my mother had a difficult time processing uh, parenthood after the child grew out of that cute cute preteen that preteen uh mindset my birth mom, my my adoptive mother was very good when i was 5 years old to like 10 years old but then she lost interest in having any type of a Emotional or some little form of physical compassion. So I think. So I think that a lot of times, you know, with my standard of life, with my and how I develop as a man, it, you know, if you don't have parents who are emotionally or physically balanced then you going to raise kids who are unemotional or or physically challenged and what i mean by emotional if kids don't have fathers that can give them some emotional sympathy they're going to be or some form of discipline they're going to have problems with authorities and i was lucky that i was raised by a father who was highly disciplined but very good at at giving out emotional support and with my adoptive mother it was it was weird it was like i never lived up to what she thought what i should have been i think she was hoping that i would By adopting me, I would think she was hoping that I would just physically and mentally become a full productive person. And for my father, he kind of understood that my mental capacity as a highly intelligent person probably would never happen. So for example, me having a high paying job me uh having me or having the idea of me being in a long term relationship or some state of mind of that ideology of what most kids grow up to be. They grow up to be like their fathers and their mothers and they get married and have kids and they pass on the family the family tradition. So he never put that type of pressure on me to think about that. Or to feel like I was a loser for for not having that, so that was a element of very well uh, parenting based on my father. And people, you know, people really should have a father like mine because he was able to communicate with all types of kids that he taught at at the uh, secondhand school systems with for kids with behavior or mental disability so and i remember a lot of kids that 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 my dad coached or taught they would come up to me and say hey how's your dad doing your dad was an awesome man or he is an awesome man and he was a person that was um someone I could talk to and he was treating me fair and he didn't really get mad and he didn't get, get overexcited. excited. He just wanted me to be happy. And that's something that that I kind of really lost in in my twenties and my thirties I guess. Is that I would I was not really happy just being an under average human being. I was over I was kind of upset as a person, and that's something I guess I learned from from my father. Is like, if you can't have what you want, then it's okay because you were never supposed to have it. That's not the goal of your life. You gotta find other ways to make you happy. If you if you if you're not gonna be if you, if you can't be an athlete or if I cannot be an athlete I can find other ways to enjoy life in itself so so I feel like I feel like that's one of, of a mental state of mind that my father taught me and because he taught me that he I was I was able to to learn how to to find other interests in my life like music or or reading biographies or or just even cooking or going out and meeting new people because he embraced the idea of me having a full life without feeling bad for not having kids or not getting married or anything like that and You know I have a lot of heroes but a lot of heroes they just can't ever be your father they can't they're not there to be your father they're there to motivate you so they're there to heroes are there to motivate you and your interest fathers are there for you when you need someone to give you a good sense of what life is about it's not about money and fortune and fame or not about driving fancy cars or it's really about family. And I think a lot of people a lot of kids out there are missing out on having fathers because what matters in life is ten to twelve people in your circle. You know, your brothers and your sisters and your parents and your father and your spouse and your kids, that's makes up about twelve people right there. And that's what well, that's all it really matters. That really does. That's all really matters. And I wish that people had a father father a father like mine. Cause I'm able to I'm able to to live a full a full life. I know I can live a full life. And he's the one that's encouraging me to to live more free, to not have to work so much, uh, to focus on what makes me happy, if it's going golfing, if it's going or eating out in, at a nicer restaurants or reading books about uh, political leaders of this country. It's just an advantage to have a father in your life. It just really is. And I hope that along the way, I hope that someday if anyone listens to this podcast and they're thinking about having kids without a a significant other as a spouse, I'm hoping that they don't see it that way. I hope that they want their spouse... in their lives so that they can enjoy raising their kids together even if they're separated or even if they decided long ago that they didn't want to be together with kids but wanted to have kids together which doesn't really make sense but people do that they have kids and they don't live together and a lot of times they they separate and the one partner Decides to leave and never come back, or one partner decides not to tell the man that had a, that they conceived a child together, that the child even exists. So this is a shout out to all the fathers out there that are still there or who've been there from the beginning. Uh, this is a shout out to all the women out there who, who, who. uh Who decided to have kids with somebody with a man, and help and 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 not think about all about themselves, but thought about the kids' development. And I'm not, and I'm going to say this once, and I only need to say this once. I'm not, I'm not going to get involved about like the lbjtq community this is not a bashing on people who have people who are in the same sex relationships who have kids this is not i'm not saying anything like that i know someone out there will be listening to us and say well well you want someone to just have mothers and fathers well i come from the world with mothers and fathers but i'm not saying that if you're in a gay relationship that two men or two women are not able to have kids i just think where i my perspective is that i'm very lucky that i was raised by two people that cared about me and i was lucky to have a father who actually taught me to think and taught me to think and how to think and learn how what to think about and taught me to be observant, to be honest, to be uh self somewhat self disciplined in some form and shape. Uh someone that I wish I had more confidence as a younger person, but now I get what my father and other people around me was trying to teach me. So shout out to all the fathers out there. I hope everyone has a good father's day um and uh shout out to everyone else out there and i'll talk to you all in the next week or two if i don't have another show for two weeks it be because it'll be because i'm moving all right kids peace love this is the crazy dre podcast show aka Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Peace and love. I'm out.